comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 356. Back from the hiatus, this is Russ, and I have Rich, Daryl, and Aaron. Yo. Hey. Welcome back, gentlemen. We're back. Back. It's a, it's, a, it's a new year and everything. We haven't done one of this year. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. We have That's right. Huh? Mm. So what's been going on? Well, as promised, The Walking Dead ended, but we're still here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Us and Lenny James outlasted The Walking Dead. That's how wow. it works. <laughs> we did it. We, uh, yeah, we thought we would. I, I thought we were going to do something sooner. And then The Last of Us was out. And I think, Aaron, you mentioned like, hey, let's let's maybe we should just do a review of the last of us. And so yeah, that's, that's zombie adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> Especially being that there's such a dry period, it, it made sense to, to talk about something. So to embrace the fungus, as you'd say, yes, yes. <laughs> down wow, with the try, to try to trust the fungus, as John Leguizamo would say. Oh, <laughs> that's down a Mario with, reference. Yes. Well, Mario being with, a movie that was made in the nineties, not a 2023 movie coming out <laughs> this April. <laughs> I'm already confused. Oh, Aaron down with the fungus. Yes. You're such a fun guy. I am. So wow. in the last, since the last time we've, since we last met, um, there's, there's been some news coming out. I think we've got uh, allegedly official titles to shows. We got some trailers. We got some news. Um, the, the first thing I'll, I was going to say was I didn't think we were going to get four shows in 2023, but AMC's put out like on their official poster art or whatever that all four of the sh- meaning fear we'll get into it, but all four of the shows that are, are going to, are going to launch in 2023, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, slowing down. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess they're waiting until, and it's funny because the first show isn't on until, you know, fear doesn't come back till May. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, fear doesn't come back to May. They're going to do four shows in between May and December. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty ambitious. But um, I'm wondering if maybe some of the careers of the actors that they're still using um, are conflicting and it's kind of like, we need to get these on <laughs> in the can quickly. Or it could be, Hey, there's a writer strike looming. We need to, that, film all this I stuff. think that that probably is. That doesn't hurt. The but deal. like, but like fear is its final season, so they're done right. after this, mm-hmm. and then the the rest are just limited series to begin with, and involve less actors compared to you know the twenty four member cast of The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, I yeah. think I think with what I read the other day about the Writers Guild voting to maybe let AI chat help with script doctoring and stuff like that. Finally. Well, I think they're I think they're covering their bases is what they're doing. Yeah, because I think they learned their lesson. F- I, think from, it, I think it's going to result in a possible strike. 
Uh, well, I think I think they're trying to cover like, hey, let's make sure we get paid because remember when we didn't think about streaming, mm-hmm. you know, the last time, like yeah. we got hosed. So even even if this isn't ultimately what they're going to be, I think the goal is like, hey, let's at least uh, put this on the play, table yeah. so it comes into play. I, I'm yeah. just impressed with how this latest Terminator plot's going down. Like, Skynet's getting really tricky here. Like, first it was just like, we'll just take over with nukes and stuff. And now they're like, we'll invade Hollywood from behind the scenes and create AI chat devices. To re- that's just that's just really ingenious. So good on Skynet. That's what I'm saying. I'm joining the robot army. Um, have you played with it, though? Have I played? No, I don't have time for this. Chat GPT? <laughs> no. Oh. Well. No. We've used it, so... Not to get too specific... Um, but we've used it at work to take. So part of what my team does is configuration and implementation of, of kind of code that other areas of our, of our company build. And then we're, we're, we configure and deploy it. Some of those pieces require a little bit of programming with C sharp. Um, and none of us are real, you know, none of us are developers. Like that's why we're working. That's why we're not in the development department. We're in the implementation department. Um, but we do kind of play with a part that's kind of quasi configuration that uses some C sharp. And so if we need to write a function that we're not like a hundred percent sure on the syntax, a couple of the guys that on my team have like, Hey, Hey, this is the, this is the function I have. And and then literally put in like, can you change this to make it do X, Y, and Z? And it completely spits out a functional working piece of code with proper syntax and everything, um, and saves us probably, you know, hours of dicking around with trying to figure out if we've you know put a semicolon in the right place or you know did something upper versus lower case and you know blah blah blah. So could you just change the key from like C sharp to B flat or something? No, sadly that doesn't work. Oh okay. <laughs> no, but anyway, it's it's pretty amazing. On and off again. Yeah, it's pretty I've amazing that it, it, uh, it like can do that. Making a D and D character, and then I'm like, oh, this is with the things I want to hit in his background, and I plug that in, and it writes a nice little story. Not, you know, programming the end of the world like Russ. So yeah. Oh. Well, you're, you've convinced me, I guess. So now Collaborator. Like, next time I see a bad movie that I have to write a review about, I'll give some basic descriptions of what I felt. Yes. See what it comes up with. That'll just save <laughs> me some time. No joke, but I've heard I've heard writers, you know, talk about using it either for just like, hey, I've got five ideas squirreling around in my head, and I don't really know how to get started, and use it to kind of like throw things out there and at least give you what essentially is a really really rough first draft to kind of get things going and then you take that it's and it's an ai writing prompt see yeah i mean but but use it to kind of like get over the writer's block part or like the how do i get started and then from there you just kind of riff on it and make changes and kind of go with it so well I'm that's say, like what i, I did with right. my character background was you know it gave me a, a a little story but then i went in and filled it out more and put more right. detail into it you know, obviously I, it's just for a game, but, you know, I could see where like I, real writers would use it. I hear what you're saying, Rich, like that. That makes sense to me as far as like you're you're not a professional writer. Like that's not your job. You're just trying right. to come up with some like, cool ideas or whatnot. It's similar to like a game giving you options to choose from. But right. like I can feel the stink eye that Daryl's giving already as far as like, wait, writers have a job and they're not doing it. They're letting the computer doing it for you. Like, this is where I draw the like. I'm yeah, I almost walked off the show just now. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
I'm kidding around about writing a review this way, but like the idea that like I get that it works, but I'm also thinking like that just to me that just sounds lazy. I'm so sorry. Like it's no, like, I'm yeah. Hey. You're you writer. You're an artist. Do art. <laughs> that's that's my response to that. <laughs> no, but I can see like the feeding it some some ideas you have to get some writers prompts out of it. I feel like that's a slippery slope. <laughs> I feel, I feel I like there's I deeper consequences disagree. that come. Well, the most I've seen, I mean, I, there are already people that pretty much copy and paste little things like uh, summaries or biographies or things like that. Like they kind of already part kind of do it, that. Part of it too is I've heard talks about when when they either if they either open source the model. So the whole thing is it's based on a model, right? Like you you mm-hmm. train it on data. And so one of the things that people have talked about is if you could train it on a specific data set. So in your case, Aaron, Aaron I'm not saying you would do this, but yeah, yeah. the thinking is you would feed the model only your writings. So you uh-huh. would go through every review you've ever done on ever on any movie and just feed it your work. And then when you ask it to spit something out, the theory is that it would it would closely yeah. mock and emulate your style to to give something. So instead of just using it, you know, as Joe Schmo, who's never written, uh, you know, two sentences in his life to just go in there and just be like, write me a review of X movie. And then you treat it as your own. Again, there's a lot of talk about people being able to train it on, on specific data sets and data models that will give them something that, that mimics their own style and for their own purposes. It seems like the potential for fraud is so obvious here. Oh, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Among the many other myriad of possible consequences that could play out from this. This is step one in the two-step plan that Skynet has for us. I'm telling you, yes. (laughs) It's how it's it's going down. I'm just, you know, like, you know, hailed to our robot overlords and just having fun with it. Go down with the ship if you if you must, you know. Like I'm saying. I hear you, and you're saying this now, but like, watch us like get on this recording like three weeks from now. And it's like, oh, Russ and Daryl are here. Rich pops in, but he's not using a video, and we just assume <laughs> it's Rich, but it's some other, it's some computer posing as Rich while Rich is locked away in some cage somewhere. That just could this be. Person feeding in responses, talking about, oh yeah, Cake and Walking Dead. I'm like, oh, I guess that's Rich. Never Aaron, mind. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, you know how much of a recluse I am. I'm already in a cage. <laughs> Come on. No, but like seriously, like I saw a story yesterday, like Cigna, Blue Cross, Blue Shields using AI now to automatically weigh people's uh, claims. So it it will like reject or approve a claim on the first step within like 90 seconds of them Mm -hmm. submitting a claim. Um, Yeah, it's it's nuts where they're going. Levi's is using some company in Sweden that now all the models that model Levi in their advertisements are not real people. They're just AI-created models. And they look real, like very real. Sure. So now you no longer have to have a model you pay, their photographer, the hair person, the makeup person. There go all these jobs. Bye-bye. So what I say is jump on board and join the robot revolution. Wow. On that, sure. on that positive note. Let's um, just yeah. get off of robots and get back onto zombies. I'm saying, what show are we Speaking doing here? Apocalypse. Um, 
So, yeah. So it looks like the it, at least for now, the title of the Daryl Dixon show is The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. <laughs> oh, man. They really they yeah, really that's creative. They really yeah. must have uh, worked around the clock to come up with that title. I was going to say that was at least one or two overnighters in the writer's room right there. Dixon, hey. comma, Daryl. I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about just Dixon? I wonder if they were just like, hey, it worked for Rocky and Rambo. It'll work here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, what if we just call it double D? Yeah, that'll that'll go. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, not in not in certain places. Wouldn't, wouldn't work well. Um, bro. No. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, and then we finally got a title for the Rick and Michonne show, which apparently is is in full swing we've gotten a lot of behind the scenes uh photos and and things like that we put i think rich you, you or aaron you've been putting them up on the on the rich facebook page it, yeah. yeah to show that the the filming is taking place a lot of crm stuff a lot of uh a lot of photos of of uh, andrew lincoln and and ben i, I still so, don't believe it yeah, i'm with you because it's winter <laughs> you gotta, it's hot yeah. in the summer you gotta film now yeah I don't believe it until it's done <laughs> So, yeah, so at least for now, it's being called Walking Dead Summit. So do we have a release time for that one? Just 2023. That's I would it. assume that's late 2023. It's got to be. Yeah. November. Like end of yeah. yeah, end of October into November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we know the title to the other the, the other spinoff, The Walking Dead Dead City, which we actually have a release date officially of, of June 18th. So yeah. it'll premiere during fear of the walking dead's run of its first set of episodes fear the walking dead it is like two sets still right for fear as far as i know yeah it's two yeah. it's two eights yeah. so is, and that's the undead walking dead spoof of spin city from the 90s right with michael j fox yes dead city yeah. yes yeah, yeah um okay. sure uh, richard uh richard um what's his name <laughs> kind Richard Kind. I was like Richard Keels. Like, no, that's Jaws. Richard Kind will be uh, the crossover character between Spin City and Dead City. Yeah, yeah. He's actually the mayor now in Dead City. It's like I finally got the position. Barry Bostwick died, so yes, RP. Um, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> now your AI comes in. Um. Yeah. So. We're getting more information, though, on Dead City because it looks like there's a bit of a time jump because we're getting. So the premise of this show is um, is Herschel is kidnapped and taken. Now, he's and, a teenager now, right? Yeah. So it's it's he's it, in college right now. Yeah. yeah Herschel's going to get played by 16 year. They're, they're recasting him. So he's going to be 16 year old <laughs> actor Logan Kim, who you may know from oh. Ghost by, Ghostbusters Afterlife. He played. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was podcasting oh, yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. So um, I liked him. Yeah, okay. he is playing. So again, a lot of times they'll take actors and make them play ages younger than they are in real life. So mm-hmm. I, I think what Herschel was maybe like what seven or eight by the time the show ended ish. I would say seven or eight. Yeah, maybe I guess. Um, well, let's see. That what, it wasn't there a seven year time jump from when they defeated the Saviors to. Six. Was it six? So, and then there was a one-year jump at the very, you know, the very like yeah. closing. Yeah. So I would say eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah. So if this kid is 16 in real life, you know, he could be, be playing, you know, 14 or 15 or something. So, um, so, but either way, it looks like there's going to be at least a five or six year jump, um, for this show. And so that's kind of the premise, which makes sense why Maggie, you know, I think there's been a lot of speculation about like, why is Maggie going to work with Negan? Well, obviously if, if Maggie is going after her son, she's going to take the like nastiest person she can find. That's yeah. Gonna, it's not even that's a gonna, choice. Gonna, and yeah. There's been a lot of time for whatever to happen to happen as far right. as why yes. it's okay for well, the team up in a more feasible sense, I guess. Also, you're going to take the fiercest, also, nastiest person who owes you uh, as well. So, Oh, yeah. Also, I felt that we kind of had a somewhat satisfying closure of the yeah. two of them. Yeah, so, yeah, so. yeah. I don't, I don't see why a few years gone by this wouldn't be something that would happen well they sure. did say they would still be out of odds a little bit or something happened right they yeah, she said, yeah. there's that. days where i'm gonna look at i can't even look at you because yeah. i i i'm i hate you so much but i can't carry that i can't carry it on me all the time because i need to be better for my son so it's not like they live together. Right? Right. He's like it's some other yeah. colony or something right. at this point. So. Well, that's the lost years. I, what I what I am curious about is like what 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 magic juice does little Herschel have that they need to kidnap this child and bring him to New York City? Like what what is yeah. he carrying? Right. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Not only did we kidnap him, we we crossed multiple state lines in an island to get them to where we needed to go. Unless they <laughs> need work labor. Unless they need. And the, labor. Yeah, and this scrawny sixty-year-old boy's like he's the only one we got. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I can think of is if, if, because they're aging him up that maybe he's old enough to take riskier, like go on riskier runs or. Right. Yeah, I, I, like I would it. hope I would hope that that's what, ha- you know, he's just like his father. He's always hopping on rooftops and does the right things. Yeah, <laughs> or it's typical, like, yeah. it's typical teenager, right? Is it actually the, in the synopsis that he's kidnapped? Or? It's in the brief, like, 15 second trailer that came out. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, my, my son's wondering... gone. I got to go get him. But does it say kidnapped? Because I'm wondering if it's if he ran away. Maybe it's well, a I mean, fine, could maybe be. it's finding Herschel and it's a whole it's a <laughs> yes. whole it's now just like a Pixar film but with zombies. Yes, that's a title. Finding Herschel. Yeah. That is actually a good title. <laughs> that's a better title. See? It's less generic. Finding Herschel. <laughs> Beat that AI. <laughs> Put that in your chat, GPT, and smoke yeah. it. That's right. He'll become a New York citizen and not want to leave. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker now, Mom. <laughs> accent for some reason. <laughs> from You're Negan. I don't care. <laughs> Negan. Sometimes I talk like this because I'm slowed also. Yeah. I'm walking here. <laughs> you don't even know what cabs are. I know enough. <laughs> but that's all we know anyway. <clears throat> They're all three coming th- these three shows will be in uh 2023 i'm pretty sure that they're all six episode yeah deals yeah, i think yeah. i think that the dead city is a six like it one is. and done thing and then i'm pretty sure they said that the walking dead summit the ricky michonne is going to be three seasons of six right because it's going to be 18 is that what it is Wow, I didn't know it was that many. Or maybe no, maybe I'm sorry. I it's gonna it be six just... instead of three movies. That's right. I'm sorry. That, yeah, that's oh, right. I was like to okay. say it's like there's eighteen of these. <laughs> sorry. I was about to say. Like I'm 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 projecting yeah. Andor onto uh walking. I think you are. 
I like the idea that finding Herschel, the, the, what we should definitely be calling it from now on, regardless of the density. I like yeah. the idea that like if it's successful, it's like, oh, he got kidnapped again. We got to go to another city. That's my vote. He's in Philly. <laughs> Speaking of, are you guys caught up on Mandalorian? Uh, yes. Oh, Trying to find the tie-in so on this. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah. I kidnapped the kid. Yeah, okay. Um, Again? Some other yeah. kid. No, oh. that's another game, but, the, but you know that guy came. Oh, right, got right. him. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was cool that we learned that Jar Jar was the one that helped Grogu get away. Yeah, that. If well, <laughs> people did not follow the Mandalorian, that'd be like a really weird spoiler to give, but that's like half the truth, so it's fine. <laughs> no, it's a sure. full truth. <clears throat> sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the ship. Okay. Um, I like I like when Grogu's walking through Coruscant. He's like, I'm walking here. He <laughs> 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 um, oh, that rude puppet. Um. All right. So before we, I threw, I threw. If anybody had any questions, I didn't get really many responses. But Mike Jones asked, "Do we think any of these spinoffs will become full blown shows, or all just one offs?" I think Dixon. Yeah, I think the Dixon's the one that would do it. Well, I think that that's that's true, right? Like, that's the only I think that is going to be an ongoing show, if I'm not mistaken. Europe's a big place. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty big. (laughs) A lot of places to drive on his motorcycle. And AMC can also do a Daryl Dixon motorcycle ride show. Oh, yeah. um, You could get a lot of mileage out of this. Yeah, through Europe there too so they can get their i mean wasn't that kind of i don't know if it was the case or not but the actress that was playing carol and that kind of one of the things that she yeah she didn't want to had her not want to yeah be there you know yeah she didn't want that long but i think the dead city is a one-off i think the walking dead summit's a one-off because again it's replacing the movie so that's kind of the purpose yeah i don't think either one of them probably want to go back long term on this yeah they're both they both have things to do yeah andrew lincoln Uh, didn't be like i'm quitting the show so i can eventually do the show again (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but i think the daryl show is going to be an ongoing thing or at least multiple seasons if i'm not mistaken i would think so now, I'm trying to recall, did they, because Carol's not, or uh, Liz McBride's not in the show, did they say they were going to do like a Carol show instead or something or something? No, like that? no, no. She's just, is she just done? I guess, which is weird because they signed her to that contract. Like her yeah. and her and Rita's both got that contract at the same time. That was like a multi-million dollar contract. Well, I just assume that they, I mean, given all the it's spinoffs, negated, right? given all the spinoffs they're doing, I, I can't imagine this is the end of spinoffs. They'll just announce something else. Well, you right? could put I, her in the yeah. different ones. I'm I mean, sure there's stuff that they'll I, put her in. I would be surprised if we don't see her in one of whatever they do. I mean, if they do more tales, if they right. decide tales, to. Tales is the thing that makes the most sense to me as far as we have a lot of one-offs, but like if you're going to keep this universe going, the best way to do it. Would be both, really yes, the Daryl the Daryl Dixon adventures and then whatever tales is because that's you know you just shoot a new shoot a new set of episodes every so often yeah so we've seen all these spinoffs come out of the main show but do you think any spinoffs from characters after Fear from its seven seasons might go on to spinoffs of their own? Well, I mean, Strand as a bartender in his house seemed to be a pretty cool idea. For, <laughs> like, I'd like to see that extend even further into the Walking Dead universe. 
Um, <clears throat> who's around that could have a spin-off? Exactly. Lenny James, I mean. But... Well, it's like Lenny James, this is basically his spin-off. <laughs> it's become yeah. this. Like, it's, it <laughs> this is him leading, leaving one show to be like, I'm going to make the other one better. <laughs> I mean, so. what's uh, Sherry and and, uh, and Dwight? I mean, Sherry and Dwight. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think there's a lot of mojo. I don't. I'm so out of the loop when it comes to the, you know, the fear and the world beyond fans. Like, I don't. Maybe those shows are like, and like we, you know, granted we like them up and down. Like sometimes fear is pretty great, and sometimes like ah, it's, it's gone down a little bit. Right. Or, and, and world beyond, we're just kind of down on. But I don't know if like the outside fan, you know, the Comic Con fan base is just like fucking chomping at the bit for this <laughs> stuff. Like it's like, oh my god, world beyond was the best. Can't believe they only ended up two seasons. We need more of it. Like, I don't know if that exists. Maybe it does. And maybe Fear has Dwight Shelley stands that are like, they dress up as them at Comic-Con. But like, oh, these two are the best couple. Better than Rick and Michonne. Well, they get movies. I don't know. Like, maybe that's a thing. <laughs> I think if if um, if John Dory, either one of them were still alive. Of the Dorys? And, yeah, if the, if the Dorys were still alive, them and, you know, Jenna Elfman's character, that might be, a, that might have been a, a decent Oh, that should be the spinoff. Like, idea. it should be like Paramount Plus, where they just keep going back in time with Yellowstone. We should have a night, like, 1984. <laughs> yes. John Dory Sr. <laughs> yes. It's not even yes. about zombies. It's not even about zombies. It's just, yeah. It's about John Dory. Being a dirty cop. And, you know, because they'll be chasing after a suspect. They'll be across the street and be like, hey, I'm walking here. I'm chasing the suspect. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny you say that though that would be a that would be a weird turn right, right? like to, just going back in time <laughs> to just do a show about a character and have it not connected to zombies it's at all the walking dead cold whatever the fuck but it's like there's <laughs> nothing about walking dead whatsoever <laughs> the walking dead john dory <laughs> chris hardwick has to do a show afterwards <laughs> like yeah i guess we're not talking about zombies anymore <laughs> Here's a moratorium for all the cops that are all the people that the cops shot this week on the show. <laughs> oh man, sells itself. It does. We should be pitching this, guys. We should <laughs> the, the, the Dory Chronicles. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Let's go to AMC. <laughs> oh, it. We could have it like after his dad disappears and he goes looking for him. That could be the starting point. We call it Finding Dory. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. Taking it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> well played. Good good uh, job, sir. Um, yeah, it'd be, Dor- it'd be Dory and Teddy. It'd be, it'd be a head-to-head, yeah. you know, um, like a like a Michael Mann thriller with the Dory and Teddy. Wouldn't that be awesome if Michael Mann pitched that to AMC? <laughs> Michael Mann's like, guys, I don't Holy. know this, but I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead. <laughs> I really want to be involved in the, on the ground floor of this universe. I'm, I'm submitting my, I'm saying, come here, um, Scott, <laughs> Scott, Scott M. Gimple, come here. <laughs> I, want, I want to be who, I'll do whatever you want, coach. Who would we cast as the younger version of the Dories? Oh, well, one of them is just a kid, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's his face? Wonder. What's his? What's that? What's the kid? Um, our finest actor from Room. That kid, the little boy. Uh, he got slaughtered in Doctor Sleep. Uh, what's his name? Spoiler. Mm. Why is this escaping me now? I, I don't know. know. Jacob Tremblay, of course. He could be young John Dory. <laughs> Put him in there, and you know, he's an old man. He's a, he's a relatively. How old was Dory? He was like what? It's like sixties, seventies, sixties. So this is probably his forties. 
40 years before. So you probably need somebody in their 20s or the 30s. Probably the 30s, right? Mm. Maybe early 40s. That would work with Michael Mann. <laughs> why, well, am I could, why am I trying could, to think of this so seriously? Like, I mean, could like, could right Dylan now. Hunt play his father? Ooh. Oh, there you go. I see what you're saying. That's yeah. good. Because he's already on contract. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> That's good. But then now we're thinking. Now we're thinking. Now we're thinking. We're, we're doing way better than the Daryl Dixon title company. Uh, we're we're nailing this. Folio over yeah, JMC. Right. Type that <laughs> in and send it out right now. I'll tweet Michael Mann. There you go. There you go. Yeah, man. Tell him I liked Miami Vice. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Got a reevaluation over there. Which like one? The, the movie. Oh, both. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what else is going on? <laughs> yeah. What? Fear comes back on May 14th. For if anybody right. cares. Um. Cool. We we did New get trailer. a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um. Interesting trailer because it shows, and I don't know if it's a dream sequence or if it's for realsies, but at the end of the trailer, it shows Morgan back in his house from from the beginning of the show. Well, he's talking to uh, what's his wife's name now. Grace. 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 He's talking to her. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, saying, even mm-hmm. this is where I was with my son and blah, blah, but Grace blah. says, Rick gave you that rifle for a reason. You know, why don't given, you use it or something like that? And given Padre, that seems to be like outside of, I guess, Texas or wherever. Where are they? Where were they last? Are they still in Texas? Well, that would have yeah, been in well, Georgia. If they're back at that house, that's in Georgia. Because I was saying, like right. my they point were, is like they were I, in the Gulf, and then yeah. where Morgan ends up, it's Louisiana. It's technically Louisiana. So uh-huh. where he's like when he was in that raft or whatever in the trees with with Baby Mo, like he was technically in Louisiana. So he okay. floated off east. Apparently what what I'm saying is by by the end of this past season with them going to Padre and ever, like they had to get on a boat and go somewhere. So it's like it's not like yes. Padre's nearby wherever they are. So they they, they could very well be back in. Maybe they're in the Florida Keys. I don't know. And they go up for some reason to Georgia and head, with, yeah. uh, head upwards. But regardless, yeah, there's a lot of like, it could, like, it like could, our cast is all back together for whatever reason. We don't know all of the specifics here yeah. yet. But oh, that's right. Because like didn't didn't Morgan like in sell what happened like him and what's her name? <laughs> um, him and him and Matt Madison. And Kim Dick Madison. Like she she said she would take him to Padre mm-hmm. or she would take old, him to her. She. She would take him. She didn't know where Padre was because they always had her blindfolded. And at the very end, they they get on the boat, their little boat, headed to a big boat. But isn't part of like the deal that she would he would bring like their his people to Padre he, or whatever? Isn't that he said thing? he would he would have another child for them to get Mo back. And I think he's trying to to at least appease him. And it would it was going to be Sherry because Sherry's yeah. pregnant. So. He kind of offered. He's like, basically, I, I know where you can get a baby if you give me mine back. And so, I think he's just trying to get one step closer to to where yeah. Padre is. So what I was saying. So there's reason for why like our main heroes are all like together again. Like that. Yes. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's not just like, um, uh, <laughs> Morgan and Madison like on their own while everybody else is somebody else somewhere else. Like they're all together just for whatever reason. Yeah. Now, who knows? That whole thing with him and his house back in Georgia, that could be a complete hallucination. I mean, it's not a beyond the show to have a dream sequence or or, you know, whatever, like who there's no telling. Um, But but 
that at least that was in there. And I, I wasn't like screenshotting or anything, but like there's some quick clips of things happening there. I believe I saw a shot of like a zombie's head on like a like some kind yes. of lab and being like lowered at some point. Oh, like, I had doing like a face off machine or something. Like, I, I don't know what go what's... back. It's it is weird. I had it frozen and just what is that? <laughs> Uh, like, I see what it is. It's a head, and it's in this clamp, and then there's this girl on the table, with, and she looks like she's got some sort of a oxygen mask, and it's just sitting there biting at her. And I'm just like, what are they doing? All I could say is I'm fearing The Walking Dead. That's what I was going on. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some some odd things. There was a, There was a couple shots, too, of, like, a building or a window or something that said cleared on it. So, again, given that Morgan ends up back home, it kind of takes me back to. I thought that was the walls in his house, because when he went back to his house, when Rick found him in clear. Well, he wrote it everywhere, though. But he wrote it everywhere. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It was all over the walls and stuff. I I thought I saw it like on a on a different shot, like on a window or something where it didn't see it. uh, Who knows? It could have been in his house, but. It looked like it was a different location. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure. There's also going to be like a giant time jump in this season, like a seven-year time jump. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I guess oh, that was revealed okay. during, the, during the WonderCon. Um, so I don't know when that exactly hits, if it's not hitting already. But yeah, there's going to be... Uh, oh, here. Okay. The Series 8 eighth and final season will roll out in two six-episode two six parts, the first of which starts May 19th. And then later this year is the other. So it's only so it's only 12 episodes left. Well, that makes that makes sense, given when Dead City starts, because uh-huh. that would be six weeks. Yeah. So we get we get six episodes It'll, of fear and then Dead City starts the next week. It Well, it, it's on the same night, like one. Oh, ends. the premiere of the finale. Yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that one time when they did it in theaters? I went there you know, like I saw the feel like the whatever the season finale of Walking <laughs> Dead. Then they did like the season premiere. Yeah. Of, like the the road warrior seasons of you're the walking dead when the road is all gritty. Yeah. Good old days. So yeah. So maybe we open back. Sure. Uh, when sure season two opened my nerd herd podcast, we actually were at a theater there in Dallas. Did I imagine thing. we'll be getting a dead city trailer here before too long. Oh, oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or probably during fear at some point, if anything, like, the, yeah. yeah, that'd be the best place to make sense. To do it. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're only six weeks away from, and they gotta, they gotta hype you up about fear. So they're not going to be like, here's exactly. this other show that you watch and don't, don't worry about this stupid show. Like, yeah. Be like, yeah, we got to fear right now, yeah. <laughs> which I guess they're done filming dead. Well, they have to be, if they it's have to be premiering yeah, it's in three, less than three months, but oh, yeah. because Redis is filming ballerina, the John wick spinoff right now, mm-hmm. he's in, Prague or wherever they're filming. Or he's got a movie. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a break from doing TV. <laughs> he just never does movies anymore. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was a shot of him and Anna de Armas and somebody else on the set. Um, uh, that I, I just saw posted today. So. All right. So that's all the walking dead news that we know. That's, that's everything we got. Um, so now it's no longer time to talk about TV. It's time to talk about HBO. It's not TV. It's HBO. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, just to let everybody know that's it on the walking dead side of things. One of the things we wanted to talk about this uh, episode as well was, uh, the last of us, which is, uh, zombie adjacent. I'll say, um, 
and had a lot of critical praise and I think we all liked it and enjoyed it. So we thought during this dry period, we'd, uh, we'd, uh, detour and talk a bit about, uh, about the last of us. So if you have not, uh, seen the last of us, then you might want to bow out, um, for the rest of this show. Cause it'll be heavy spoiler discussion. Um, if you don't care about that thing, then glad you stuck around. Yeah. So what did, I mean, just, just first impressions. What did everybody think of the last of us? Uh, well, Rich, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say full disclosure for the for everybody is I know nothing about this IP other than what was in these nine episodes. So I've never played the game. I don't really know the story other than what was in the episode. So with that point of from that perspective, um, I loved it because it was uh, a whole new take on a zombie apocalypse that. I would have never thought of with the whole, you know, the fungus and whatnot. That's kind of brilliant and bringing the uh, climate change, global warming and all of that nonsense into it. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a really unique way to go about a zombie apocalypse. Um, And then the characters, I really like, I really like Joel and Ellie, obviously, but um, I was really upset with, Tests. We're okay with spoilers, right? Yes. Yeah, we said uh, it'd be yeah. full spoiler. Yeah. Full spoiler. Um, I was not happy with tests being gone. I was. I was really. I well, one. I just. I like that actor. But two. Anna Torv. Yeah. And two. Um. I don't know. I just really like that character in the short time we had her. So. Yeah, that's the point. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, uh, Rich, I mean, that poster doesn't exactly have three people on it. <laughs> you might have kind of guessed. <laughs> well, it wasn't even something I was following in the lead up to it. It was when it came out. I was like, oh, it's a zombie thing. I'll check it out. It, honestly, I really didn't know much about this going into it. Um, the one thing that really, really stuck out to me was, man, it made me wish that uh, they had shopped Walking Dead with HBO or something other than AMC back when, because they obviously had more freedom to do things with this show um, that uh, The Walking Dead could have benefited from as far as production goes. But well, uh, I... I, we could dove into that more, but I'm just curious, like, what do you, because I don't necessarily disagree, but I'm also wondering, like, what do you think AMC wasn't able to get away with, with Walking Dead? Just some more of the graphic things from the comics that they kind of just turned into. Well, you uh, say graphic, and I think of all the zombie violence on this series. Yeah, and so like, what do we not see exactly that we're missing here? Because it seemed like For, The Last of Us well, got away from, uh, they don't show the their version of zombies as much as the walking dead shows to me the the biggest thing i think is structure right like if you're amc is still having to shoot that show like a tv show it's got to have breaks it's got to be paced that way whereas if it was an hbo show or you know i can't even say paramount plus because they shoot their stuff with commercial breaks in it too which is very noticeable yeah (laughs) yeah um but but more like if it was an HBO or a Netflix or Amazon Prime, right? Like it could be structured to not, um, not not a little more free flowing on the time of you know the, the length of of each episode and the pacing, 
um, and and the you know just kind of the flow of it. So. Yeah, it just feels different. I don't know. It just feels the production value of it feels better. I, don't I, know. I mean, I agree with you. That, like that's what I was saying. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like I do think Walking. I mean, I think the, one of the more successful aspects of the Walking Dead is the fact that Greg Nicotero and their team just went to town on giving you all kinds of walkers and crazy graphic stuff or what have you. But in terms of like impact, like, yes, a prestige network like HBO is able to get away with having, you know, very strong filmmaking that leaves a certain kind of impact that, yeah, you can't really recreate on you know basic cable slash you know, cable channels. Yeah. I don't think we would have, I mean, to that point though, I, I will say one of the things I don't think we would have gotten if it was on HBO is I don't think we would have gotten the spinoffs and the stuff that we're getting now, oh, like, no. you know, two shows at one time, plus, you know, the, the fear plus all the web stuff. Like, I don't think we would have got any of that stuff if it was HBO. It would have sure. been completely yeah, focused so. on yeah, probably one less, show at a time. There's less integration. They'd have to keep concerned with because they're HBO. They'll just, they just get what they want to do what they want. Like, right, right. But I mean, it's, even like, you know what, Game of Thrones, like the most popular, one of the most popular things they've ever done. They didn't spin it off while Game of Thrones was going on. They waited until it was over and then mm-hmm. and then did it. So they, they, you know, they don't have a history of spinning stuff off. You know, you don't remember all the Arliss spinoffs that were going on while Arliss was still on? <laughs> Arliss? <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, what do you think of the show? I I really enjoyed it. I I have not played the game either, so I didn't have any expectations going in. And I it's just something about the the time that they took to really get into the character stuff was so it it mattered so much more as the story progressed. Then I mean it was cool to see the you know the crazy mushroom uh, zombies too, but it just it just wasn't as important to me as it was uh, all the character building that they did with those with with the people involved. And it wasn't a huge cast either. Um, but it felt more. I don't know. For whatever reason, it felt more intimate. In terms of the storytelling. Than something where they would have to do a 20 something episode or 13 or whatever. I mean, or, you know, something uh, longer episode. Uh, show that's based on a lot more material than you know what the the last of us is um but i really did i really really enjoyed it and really it it played with human morality a lot and i think that was something that and made you they really went out of their way to to make you feel um uncomfortable because you like these guys because joel i mean they really i also liked how joel wasn't really a good guy joel yeah. would be the guy yeah. they would have to kill and you know like in the walking dead like uh you know michonne and them would and rick would have killed that guy because he'd be you know he would be doing the bad stuff it's just that we're following joel so we're on his side for the most part um, and that was interesting too, where he, when he makes the choices he makes, it, every little, every now and again, you remember, oh yeah, he was not a good, he's not a good guy. Uh, and you know, and I, I appreciated that as well. Like it, it, it really did play with your expectations. If you didn't play the game, I mean, it really played with your expectations because you just didn't know where they were going to go with it. So 
I, I really found myself really thinking about episodes after I watched them. Well, uh, let's let old uh, myself and Grandpappy Russ talk about a, <laughs> a show that us us gamers did play and have yes. an experience with. Tell us, Grandpa. <laughs> um, I will say right now that I agree with you guys as far as I really like the show. I think the show is very successful in what it's doing. And it does, you know, it's not like it's an unpopular game, so it's not like I have a unique perspective here. There's plenty of people that played the game that have watched the show. But what I very much admired and credit to what you can get from doing a series based off a video game versus a movie is I don't need source fidelity to like comfort me when it comes to these kind of things. I don't need there to be an exact representation of the thing that I've played or read or what have you to be comfortable with the adaptation of it because much like the, you know, watching the walking dead, we've talked about this constantly where they kind of go along the same lines as the comic, but it's sort of like that back to the future two timeline. It kind of goes in and out of like the continuity of the comic versus what the show is providing you. This on the other hand is very faithful to the last of us game. Like, yes, I was going to ask how close was it's, it? It's very faithful and also incredibly efficient. Like I like that. It's nine episodes. I yeah. edit. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really cut out much at all. If anything, it expands certain things, but like, I like how dedicated it is to following the plot of the game. And the only thing it's really losing is there's a, you know, it's a game. So there's a lot of levels or what have you of Joel, you know, beating up guys and shooting clickers and stuff. It's like, well, that's not every episode in this show. So we're just, you know, you don't, (laughs) you can't have episodes built entirely around that. So you have episodes built around the characters and the characters are so successful here. Both Bell Ramsey and um, Pedro Pascal are terrific in these roles. And did I roll my eyes a bit when they cast Pedro Pascal as a character who's once again escorting a small child across a certain land? Like, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) But but like he brings they are they they very much are different characters. Mandalorian. Oh, a lot. And, you know, that that went away pretty quickly where I'm just thinking, oh, Pedro Pascal is just a great actor. He's very good mm-hmm. bringing in. You know, he's he's Texan. He's got you know, he's got these he and his brother. They got the accents and everything. They're doing their whole Texas shtick, even when he goes to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I do think the show is very successful at just, you know, creating like you were saying, Daryl, sort of skewed morality as far as what. Can, what do you do in this sort of scenario when everything's ended and there aren't really rules anymore? Like, how do you function? How do you keep going when you have to make certain sacrifices or what have you? I think the the game story is so strong with that. That's why the, that's part of why the game is so successful beyond being just a really well made, you know, adventure horror game. It has really strong character work and has you know a solid A to B kind of story. This show, because it has episodes instead of like cramming everything in a two hour movie, it's able to take the time it needs to flesh out what needed to be fleshed out while also making the right choices as far as what to put on display, what what scenarios from the game. And again, it's pretty faithful. So it's like, how do you represent this? And you get a really great depiction of like why this relationship matters between Joel and Ellie, what their journey means, what the what kind of choices they have to make. And then by the end of it, like what is it all for? And, you know, we've seen so many video game adaptations and 
for whatever reason, I get so stern about which ones I think are re- actually good and which ones are really bad. <laughs> I, I feel like more fervently about that than I do for movies that actually matter, uh, where this is just like, yeah, this is the perfect way to do it because you have time. You don't <laughs> you're not setting up sequels or what have you. You just have nine episodes to do exactly what the thing presented you. And I think it did a terrific job. Russ, how about you? I I really, really like the show. Um, I think it, it was produced, directed, shot amazingly. Like it looks, it looks incredible. Um, they did a really good job, especially when they kind of went out into the open world of showing like the buildings falling on each other and, you know, just the overgrowth that you typically see in these apocalypse movies. But then, you know, there's the thing with the The, the thing that made it cool was as, as Ellie goes out into the world, like she's experiencing things that were mundane for the rest of us, um, but are complete, you know, anomalies for her. So like, like they, they see, yeah. yeah, they see like the plane crash in the field and she's like, you know, holy shit, you guys used to like, did you ride in one of those? And, you know, Joel mm-hmm. kind of explains, you know, what an airplane was and how all that worked. Um, there were great moments like that. The, you know, the, the, the thing in the mall, um, I, I think they, they did, you know, the, the episode, um, where they had, um, what do you, Nick Offerman and, um, Murray. Oh, that was like, that's your Emmy episode right there. Yeah. I mean, that was something where Murray, Murray Bartlett, Murray Bartlett. Yes. Who is in, um, white Lotus, White Lotus season one. Yeah. Um, if you that's one of the things where they took in the show <clears throat> and completely changed how that whole situation was come across in the game um, in f- for like a thousand times the better. And that that's where you could do like you couldn't really do that in the game. You can't if you're playing the story of Joel getting Ellie from point A to point B through the apocalypse as, as a as a player, you need to focus on getting you know, on that goal and everything that needs to be that goal. And you could detour the characters, but you can't really take the story and just turn it into like a, a you know, oh, we're going to do a flashback and you're not really going to do anything but watch these two characters interact. So the fact that they took those two characters and fleshed them out and gave them an actual story and um, and and a purpose like was incredible. Um, and, and then bookending it with the Ellie and Joel stuff again, just to kind of keep you in was, was really awesome, but um, it, it was, it was really well done. And then, and then weaving, you know, again, rich to your point, you know, Anator's character, you know, was, it's a way they can bring her back. Right. Cause it's, you know, they could tell these, you know, flashback sequences and, you know, of what happened, you know, there's a 20 year gap between the outbreak and, and this. So there's, there's a lot of yeah. room there. Um, and so I think that's where the TV part of it can really shine. And then we saw, you know, the, the bit with Ellie and, um, and her friend there was, was the DLC from the game. Like that was the extra content from the game that they turned into a whole episode to show the two of them. So they were really able to, to take them television medium and mold the story in parts that benefit TV that you couldn't do in the game. And so I think that's the, that to me, that's the, the, the most successful thing I think they accomplished in this show is because either, you know, I think sometimes a lot of these adaptations, 
they don't really follow. I mean, and sometimes it's hard because, you know, like Doom is, you know, there's no story to Doom, right? <laughs> Resident Evil, I mean, yeah, there is kind of a story, but but kind of not. Like they deviate so far from the source, it's almost not even like the same the same thing. This is a very story rich game. And so there's only so far you can really deviate before you're going to alienate people one way or the other. Yeah, it'd be but, like, I don't know, making an Uncharted movie in two hours and ditching everything that makes Uncharted fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I would never do that. To, to me, if I, if like I want to see movie, okay. shut up, Rich. But that's another. I never played the game. Know nothing about it. So, so let me. I'm sorry because I need to dive in there. We'll get back to us. My dad had never. My dad is a gamer. He is 70 years old. He still plays games. God uh, bless him. He. Uh-huh. He had he had not played. Well, I'll say this. He did play Uncharted a long time ago, forgot it completely. But so we saw the movie. We saw Uncharted and he was like, oh, that was fun. And I was like, you need to play these games. So I sit him down with the first game. He burns through that game and the second game and the third game all within like less than a month. And he's like, this is way better than the movie. <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> I'm not saying it probably isn't. I'm I just know, saying I, just, I enjoyed I the movie. That out there because he's so, he was so like, oh, the movie's, this is nothing. Like, why is Mark Wahlberg in there? Like, this is terrible. Like, Sully's exactly. not this. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, back to Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, so to me, I am not one that's like, you have to be a hundred percent faithful to the source. Cause to me, sure. I would just, it's like with comics or with video games or whatever. Like if I want that exact story, I'll go read it in that medium. Cause it's probably going to be told better anyway. So I'm fine when you're respectful to the source and then you, you deviate there. Um, and I, th- I think this, this show just did a, an amazing job with that. The, the few, the few criticisms I have of it are, I think the whole point is to kind of build the bonding and the relationship with Ellie and Joel. And in the video game you have, I don't know, that game's probably what, 20 or 30 hours. Probably if you did, like if you took your time and did all the stuff. Yeah. Um, and you're distilling that down to nine episodes, two of which don't really have much Ellie and Joel. Um, you know, you know, the, 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 the Offerman episode and then the, the, the flashback in the mall, there's really not much Ellie and Joel there. So, and then the first episode, there's almost no Ellie and Joel. So there's really only six episodes where they have any kind of real interaction. And the one thing I felt kind of, I, I, that I think I would have done is either stretch the episode count on this season, or I would have split that first game into two seasons because I think it could have benefited more from the two of them getting to know each other more and forming that bond more. So when things get to where they get to in the end, you feel like they've kind of been through it some more. To me, it just felt kind of rushed for them to get to that point where they care about each other as much as they do. I don't disagree with you that it can be, because I think the, I honestly think the game has a similar issue, not with that specifically as far as bonding, but as far as how much story specifically in the end is kind of crammed in to the finish line. Yeah. However, I think what you're asking for would be a misstep for this series. I feel like, you know, the things we complain about in Walking Dead are filler episodes, right? Or like things where it's like table setting. This is like all killer. Like there's no way yeah. uh, there's any waste. I, I feel like it'd be a detriment. Like I don't think we'd be as strong on the series as a whole if it had one or two extra episodes that may not feel essential, but have more character stuff. It's like it's probably it'd probably be good. But I think the overall sheen of the show would maybe be a little less bright if we had, 
stretch out this stuff more. I, I, now it's an HBO series. It has a lot of great people involved. I have no doubt that they'd probably make, you know, trip, but like, even like game of Thrones, a show that I, I'd like to think that most of us in its best days really liked, like even those seasons, you know, they're all 10 episodes, but some of them are like, ah, oh, this is a little less important than some of the other stuff we're seeing here. Like, I feel like it'd have that kind of issue. Is that yeah? You know I mean, I'm but, saying there, but but they took some of those books and made them multiple seasons too. So I mean, yeah, well, whatever books or what, I just I I'm like rich when it comes to Game of Thrones. I have no experience with that beyond the what I'm seeing on screen. Yeah, I, I, and again, I mean, I'm picking nits here. Like, oh, I'm, for sure. Yeah, I get you. I, you know, I'm just it just to me that's the other. Because I, I consider the same thing as far as if they made it longer, would that like help? Because I like the the biggest issue I have with the game is that I do feel like the ending is rushed and it's very simple. It's pretty much beat for beat what happens yes. to the show. Yeah. But what I, but one improvement I like about this is that compared to the game where like there's a sequence where Joel, and I think it's masterfully done in the, in the show, as far as this like big montage that's silence where Joel's like basically murdering a hospital yeah. and, like to get to Ellie. Um, what the game, do, and you do that in the game, it's just not silent. You're just, you know, taking a gun and blowing a bunch of people away. But when you finally get to like the doctor's, the game like basically forces you to slaughter a bunch of people while I'm sitting there thinking, I don't want to do this. Like this is not, yeah. there, but there's no yeah. other way to progress in the game except for killing like everybody. And yeah. I think the show is wise enough to be like, fuck it. You're dead. You, you all give me this or well, and, like it minimizes the amount of casualties taking place. Like, okay, good. This is like, it, 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 it made me feel better about, the lengths that Joel was going to without going completely overboard. Although, you know, things there will be fallout from decisions being made at the end of this episode, but I, yeah. I appreciated what the show was doing at this. Now, okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I was just going to say the, the thing that gets me about a lot of this though, watching the show, despite like that, um, the Nick Offerman episode or what have you, like, you know, some of those actually, that's really the only thing that's like the biggest divergent uh, from everything. Um, I, I'm not against this thing because there's nothing, there's no way around it. But like, there's obviously not too much surprise for people like you and me, Russ, as far as what's taking place right. here. It's like we know right. where every choice that happens in this show, any gamer already knows. There is no beyond like that one episode of Nick Offerman and Mary Bartlett. There's there's really no like differentiation between the game and the and the show at that point. So it's like. Even like the what the the kid, the guy and his brother who like brother like gets infected and, you know, he gets shot by the brother. And the brother kills himself. We knew that was coming. Like there's no there was no yeah. like and it's like I don't think that's so it didn't ruin the show for me, but it certainly felt like a unique angle to have as if you're reading like like a book that you knew, you know, backwards and forwards. And the movie decided to be exactly like the book. It's like in Game of Thrones it was like, like that. I mean. Like you get to the end of the first season of Game of Thrones and it's like, okay, that yes, the book ended. You know, this is the same from the book. You get okay. to the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones and it's like, yep, you know exactly what's going <laughs> to happen. Um, and sure enough, it does. So, But uh, I did not. And I stood there with my mouth agape for a good five I'm sure. minutes at the yeah. end of that yeah. episode, standing <laughs> up in my living room. I remember that vividly because I could not believe what I just saw. <laughs> Well, I fist pumped during the purple wedding, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other the other thing that I'll say is I I love Bella Ramsey. I think when she showed up in Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, yeah, it was a bright spot. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. not convinced that she's 100 percent the best casting choice for Ellie. You don't like uh, her? Really? Ellie. What? I, I don't wow. think she's a bad choice. 
I, I don't know. There's something about it that for her doesn't feel really completely mm. elegant. Oh, to me. I disagree I'm there. I'm surprised. That, I that, love that, her. That I, I have no argument for beyond you're just wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's that bit where, um, where again, that... it doesn't bother me and it doesn't, it doesn't make me like the show less. I just like, well, and by the end, I will say by the end, maybe it was just a comfort thing. Like in the beginning, maybe she just like, as the show progressed, she kind of got into the role and felt more comfortable. I was, I I was feeling it more with her at the end, but in the beginning through the middle, I just, I was like, I, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just, again, too tied to the game. The first game. What? What was the last time you played the first game? Oh, uh, when I first got my PS4. So, cause like I played the game cause I got that PS5 remastered version. I played it a month before the show started. So I was like pretty fresh with how it, like, it's a pretty one-to-one, like her, the way she's acting. I was really impressed by it. Like but I, I played two. I mean, I played two pretty, well, two, she's a grown up kind of in that. Yeah. She's yeah. a different, she's a different version of herself at that point. Like there's that, like, just the, her attitude is like, so I think spot on, like there's that bit where, Perry. Perry's like the guy, the revolutionary guy with the with the younger brother, where they they encounter Joel, right? And and he he, he pre- Joel presents himself in a way where he he keeps like saying like the worst way possible that like it's gonna get him shot. And 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 um, Ellie's response is like that. That's just the way he talks. He has asshole voice. And he says he says something again. Yeah. And he's like, dude, come on. Like there's just so like it's just the exact spunk that I think Ellie has as a character. Like I I. I like I don't even think it's a, like a, you're saying even just a little bit. I'm like this just a hundred percent for me. I oh, thought yeah. she was she so good. Brought me, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. She kind of I kind of dug her from the the first introduction. I Again, I worked. I'm not like uh, it didn't make me enjoy it less. It didn't take me out of the show. It didn't like just the that that's the one little nit I have. I hear you. Um, like it's just like the. It was like of the two of them, like Pedro Pascal, when they announced it, it's not like I thought he was incapable, but when they announced it, it was like it, it's like announcing not to this degree, but like Chris Pratt as Mario is like there wasn't anybody else. Um, yeah. like, now, I wasn't that harsh on Pedro because he's great. Yeah. He's Pedro Pascal. But I was still like, isn't he doing this on that other show? Like, and, you know, yeah. I never really I, I didn't see much of the things he's done. And I I forgot he did narco uh-huh. like. His best role. Like, he's like Narcos is his best role. He's heavier in Narcos also. Yes, yeah. for yes. sure. And it just and but it just, just it made me look at him in a whole new light because I mean, The Mandalorian is fine. I I didn't love it as much as all you guys do, but I mean, but I didn't. He didn't bring me in like when he well, played this fair, character. You, you see his right. face twice. You, in exactly. The show, right? Exactly. Like right. Thirty episodes of The Mandalorian, you only see him twice. Or right. Whatever. So I don't even think about The Mandalorian. I still don't when I watch. No, it's that's I fair. Like I don't. I. It's just more of. It's much more of like there's a lot of people out there that can act. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, how, yeah, how right, many yeah. choices do we have here? Like we get this, the, the the one guy that's also doing this on another show needs to be cast in this role. How many voices does Chris Pratt need to do? He's already this voice and that voice. Well, it's he, just that I, that's what gets me. I say that every time I see Margot Margot Robbie's name on a cast, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> really? Is there like no one else? <clears throat> yeah, there's two other actresses that look just like her too. Uh huh. Like I always mix them up when when they when they're in something but he just, i don't know he just he's just so amazing to me like i it made me respect other stuff he's done more after yeah. seeing this episode and it, it it just i'm a convert completely 
with him because I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Mm. We didn't. The one the, I thought Nico Parker as his daughter was um, out of this world. Oh, I think she was. She, she was. was just amazing. That first episode yeah. was so well done. I mean, it, it's one of those things where if you don't know the game and you're watching that first episode, mm-hmm. like that's one of those things that'll just rip your heart right out of your body. Cause Which it's like, it you know, <laughs> it if, if you don't sure. really know the story yeah. and don't really know what this is about and you see, yeah. Oh, that's his daughter. And then this happens. And even though I assumed she's not going to, cause she's not on the poster, right? Uh-huh. She's not, you know, like I assumed right. that something was going to go down, but for that, but even anticipating that it still hit me hard to see it because they do such a good job in the show of getting you, even though the, you know, these characters are not long for this world because it's, you know, it's mainly going to be about the two of them. You still, for whatever reason, I still felt horrified when the, those characters are taken away. Like they yeah. do such a good job of yeah. making you really feel they don't fit like there are times in walking dead where there are characters you look at and you go, all right, you're dead you're dead and you're dead. Like I know that you're not going to be long in this, you know, few episodes cause they're not really focusing on you or whatever. But in this, even though they're not in it long, they make a point of really making these characters feel real. And then yeah. when they do go, you really feel it anyway. If we want to talk about, if we want to get away from, you know, Russ's absurd claims that he hates Bella Ramsey with all his heart, we can talk about the side characters. Yikes. <laughs> because like, like you said, Rich, like Anna Torv is very good in the few episodes yes. that she's in. And, and I think that's very much by design. It's like, let's get yeah. people that just knock these beat, you know, these brief episodes out of the park. That's why that Nick Offerman and Merle Bartlett episodes. Fantastic. Cause you have two actors who are very, one playing against type for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, being, yeah terrific in a one-off episode because they're you know both directed to do so but also they can invest in all this stuff and not have to hold anything back because it's the only chance they got to play it Mm -hmm. but it's it's great yeah even it was like uh, graham green showing up in one episode as the like Mm -hmm. with the native american man and his wife um, yes which is like what is that like a northern exposure reunion something like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah or uh true bloods rutina wesley showing up Mm -hmm. for uh for a bit as the uh as tommy's wife yeah yeah, Gabriel yeah. Luna's was is great as as Tommy. Um, yeah. he he did a great job. He's an Austin native. He's he's from he's from mm-hmm. Texas. And like they're like the very first episode with John Hanna as the epidemologist guy, like talking yeah. about the fun guy. That's a, and that's something that's not in the in the yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, those those that, like, those the, uh like cold open bits. You know, with the with the doctor in was it Argentina or Venezuela or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that whole bit, everything. Yeah, that the those bits. No, it was Jakarta. In it was Indonesia. Jakarta. Oh yeah, yeah Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but like yeah, the game doesn't really you know beyond just telling you fungus came and destroyed us all. Yeah. The the show did a real like I really like whatever the research that what Craig Mazin and Druckmann did to like yes. come up with like how did this work and present it in two minutes and make it sound fucking terrifying and it's like yeah. it does. Yeah. John Hanna's it really did. good at delivering so, dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> So for you guys that didn't play the game, the one new th- and if you the other thing is for those listening, if you haven't watched the little HBO is really good about this. They do the little like five minute deal at the end of the episode after the preview. Oh, I the watched. Next episode oh, yeah, I watched. That talks about them. And I listened yeah. to the podcast that they had, which each yep. episode, which is also great. 
Yeah. One of the things they didn't do in the game was kind of connect them through this like mycelium network thing. Like they were like they they just they were just hordes or, you know, groups or whatever. And so one of the big changes for the they also did this thing in the game with um uh what is it like the spores like the, mm-hmm. the spores were a big thing like where if you went into a place that was like sealed up or underground or not exposed to a lot of ventilation, they all had spores. And basically if you breathed in the spores, it would infect you. And so there's whole sections of the game where you constantly have to put on a gas mask and go through the level. And it's like, there's these, you know, things floating in the air and it's like hazy and everything else. And so what they didn't want to do is just make, you know, you've got all these actors, right? So it's hard to emote and communicate and everything else when you got a mask on for half the right. game. So they, one of the big changes was they went to this whole concept of the mycelium network where these, these fungus basically communicate over long distances and they could kind of do away with the, you know, to kind of amp up the tension that way instead of using the, the spores as kind of a, an imminent threat all the time. So and you don't have to put character, you know, actors in masks. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Every, everything hates. Apparently <laughs> everyone hates having, except yeah. for Disney. Disney's like the more masks, the better put them all in masks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and no, and don't take them off. Don't um, take them off ever. That's a rule. It's a law of our religion. <laughs> yes. And we worship masks and we live on crocodile planets. Makes sense. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so that was one of the cool changes that that they made. The other thing is, again, in a game, it makes sense that you constantly have obstacles thrown in your way that you have sure. to to overcome. <clears throat> in the show, the one thing, there, so there's there's a few things that are very video gamey in the show that I thought were really great, like winks and nods. Um, at the beginning, when they do the when they're in the truck and they're trying to outrun what's going on, and they do the whole first person perspective as the truck is driving, you know, through oh, the, yeah. through, the, through Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a cool shot. Um, and then there were just the random parts where Ellie's like, okay, give me a boost. I'll climb up here and go through. And that, <laughs> oh, there's a ladder up here. Let me push the ladder down <laughs> to you. Or like, hey, can you go around and open this door? Because this door is locked that I can't get it open. Like that is like you do that like a hundred times in the game. <laughs> um, so those little bits I thought were just kind of funny, like winks and nods to, yeah. to people that have played the game. Because can't swim. I need a board. Exactly. It's 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 kind of ridiculous in the you know that like oh there'd be a random ladder up there like but not um like not down or you know a door you know they could bear they could bash their way through just about anything and it's like oh this door is locked so you need to go around and open it for me um but again those are video game tropes that I thought were, right. were pretty funny to incorporate into the into the show so every time those came up I I, I kind of uh I, I kind of chuckled a little bit. Um, this the, show looks amazing. It, the, yeah, the, 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 oh, the sure. it's not surprising because it's HBO. It's got a budget and everything, but like, like you mentioned already, Russ, like the fallen buildings and like the overgrown, like, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen this in varying ways before, and like, I don't know, like I Am Legend feels like a standout example as far as a giant city where there's overgrowth everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but like. You know, and we don't even get too much of it, but like seeing just the building next to the other building, like the way it's just framed and it just, you know, matching these characters against this stuff and everything. It's just such a well shot. And that's like the big stuff. Like there's so many like I already mentioned, like that montage that's like silent where Joel's murdering a hospital. But there's like just stuff like that or the way it uses the tension scenes involving the clickers, like the first clicker encounter they have where they're like with the museum or whatever. There's like the city hall building. Yeah, like 
like skulking around behind tables and stuff again very much in the video game you know where you got to stealth your way around yeah it's just really really well done the the kind of the level of detail they're able to get in there in a in a tv show (laughs) it is interesting to hear the the um the showrunner and the creator of the game the story who wrote the the story to hear them talk about each episode because they put you just notice how much thought they put into each episode so it's like it makes sense why everything looks so amazing and why it's so intricate and and this is where the hbo stuff comes in for sure on how they could do a show and I'm glad they brought Druckmann in because, I mean, yeah. Naughty Dog, I mean, that's one thing about Naughty. I mean, again, we're it's funny. We're talking about Uncharted, but Naughty Dog makes Uncharted, too. So they made mm-hmm. Last of Us. They make Uncharted. Those are those are their games. Boy, and, could that Uncharted movie have used a little more Neil Druckmann. <laughs> 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 um, one of those things those games are known for is just they're really powerful. Other than the, the engine itself, they use being just like next level out of this world. So their games look amazing, but just being very story driven, um, very cinematic, um, feel to them. And so to bring Druckmann onto the project as executive producer, you know, along with Mason, who kind of has the, the TV chops, I think, I think was just uh, the, the perfect decision to make this show successful. So, um, we didn't talk about too. The, the, there's a bunch of video game actors and actresses that show up in the show as diff- yeah, Some of them playing mother, the same part, some playing different parts. So, right. Her Dandridge. mother in the flashback wasn't that who voiced Ellie in the video game? Ashley yeah, Johnson. Ashley yeah. Johnson. Yeah, That's Ashley Johnson. Um, so yeah, she 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 did the voice of Ellie in the game. Um, and then the Jeffrey Pierce, who plays Perry, the guy that he's the guy that was with uh, Melanie Linsky's character that has a yeah, real the long. The, the, yeah, the, he he voiced um, Tommy and he was the video game voice. for. Oh, Tom. that's Perry. Who's the who's the brother? Who are the brothers? What's the brother? Henry. 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 That's that's the. OK. Yeah. That's what I'm messing up. Um, right. But yeah, Perry, Perry, the guy that Jeffrey Pierce did the voice for for Tommy. And then Merle Dandridge actually got to play her her old character like she did the voice of marlene in the game and she got mm-hmm. to play marlene on the show yeah which she's amazing cool. too yeah she's very good she's yeah, very so good that, yeah uh so that was really cool that they yeah. they did that casting and then troy yeah. baker was james who was the the david the preacher like his right hand man guy yeah mm-hmm. um the the real tall guy that yeah. uh, troy baker he's the one that voiced joel in the in the game he's a great interviewer too because he's the one to the podcast that interviews the two yeah. of them like it's just the three of them talking each episode and troy episode. baker is like a legend in video game voicing like if there's a video game troy mm-hmm. baker's done the vo- <laughs> done the voice you, and you recognize that voice yeah yeah um he, i do he, gotta I, I gotta shout out lamar johnson because they've got the, the actor that plays henry yeah he learned to sign like yes pretty much a couple of days like a not even a week yeah before he shot that episode. That's amazing that he was able to do that. Um, and then Scott, mm-hmm. the last one is um, one of the nurses was played by. Um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Laura Bailey, who yeah, right. Laura Bailey plays a character in the second game. Um, but also she's she's a, she's a big voice actress as well. So it's like mm-hmm. her and Ashley Johnson both are part of Critical Role. If you're fans of the D and D Critical Role thing, those those mm-hmm. two are our main participants in Critical Role. She um, flew in just to do that one yeah. thing 
Yeah. And she's an amazing voice actress. I mean, mm-hmm. she does all kinds of uh, character voices, different accents and, and, you know, different age ranges and all kinds of stuff. I, I will say that the uh, the actor Scott Shepard, who plays David, the evil preacher, um, the that whole I was very interested in how the show is going to handle that. And I think it did a pretty great job of it. Oh, yeah. But by the end of it, that was a big like not make or break because it's like we're pretty far into the show at this point. I'm not like suddenly going to turn on it. But like that was a big like I want to see this moment come to life as far as her taking down this guy and then Joel beating up with her again, because that's like a huge emotional moment for the game. Yeah. And I'd like to think that at this point, Russ, you buried your hatred that you have for Bella Ramsey. The idea of like, she just has to like, let it all out on this guy who's, you know, her, a, a terrible human. Um, yeah. And, you know, let all that go and then come out of the, you know, the, the place into the snow and Joel's there or like whatever Joel gets her, they get out of the flaming building and just that that embrace they have is so wonderful. Just like yeah. that when he says yeah. baby girl, when he calls yeah. a baby girl yeah. like his daughter, yeah. it's just it's just heartbreaking. I do like that the show, similar to the game, is like, and then Joel got better and murdered a bunch of people and helped save. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he got some painkillers and he was fine in a few hours. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure antibiotics work that way, but you know they do in this world and whatever. I'm not for it. <laughs> kill those guys hey, if gas still works then so the antibiotics are just <laughs> yeah, exactly but they, they, they're like a fine they're like wine they age better that way that's yes. right 20 year old gasoline doesn't 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 lose a lose a octane um but yeah it's just it just a remarkable achievement to take to take something and to make it I think the other thing that was crazy about the show is it gained audience, but like week by week, you know, yeah, it was one yeah. of those things where word of like, mouth. I think word of once, mouth. Yeah. once word of mouth started getting out, everybody realized like, oh, this isn't just some video game thing. Like this is actually quality television. Um, and it just kept gaining viewership, which I think was awesome uh, that, yeah, that like you I, see that. Like I told my dad, he, he didn't even know it was a game until I told him it was a game, like when it was about to come out. And he watched, he's like, this show's really good. He just got to get more into it. I didn't let him play the game because he didn't, he didn't like horror. So it's like, you can't, you're not going to handle playing this zombie game. <laughs> like, yeah, right yeah, around the corner at you, biting your head off and shit. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can't embrace certain things that the game can because if you fuck up in the game, you die. The, right. ooh, the show obviously can't do that. So there's no, you know, there's no like <laughs> continues. It's not edge of tomorrow. But like in the game, if you get caught by a clicker, it's not just like black screen, it's game over. Clickers like rip your neck out and shit. It's like really <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, if yeah. you want to see Ellie get destroyed, it's like the game will tell show you what that looks like for a brief second. Like it's it's not nice. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole bit in the town with Melanie Linsky's character, Kathleen. Oh, yeah. Where like the the ground opens up and like they all just come out of there with that big you know the the boss, um the boss clicker the, all that 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 yeah. that stuff was amazing like they that's yeah, what they were like awesome, we get to, we get to have a little fun here because we don't get to do too many clicker things mm, and it's like let's yeah. have a whole swarm of them <laughs> like invade and show what that looks like and, and it start is, running it's, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah it was it, that whole that whole sequence was well done um I, the the one thing I'll say too is apparently they plan on the season two apparently is going to pick up with the second game. I, I really was hoping they wouldn't do that because there's such a jump in time. And this isn't a spoiler. You find out like in the first three seconds, if you played the second game, there's a, there's a time jump between the first game and the second game. And there's a lot that, 
could have gone on. I, I think it would have been interesting for them to flesh out that four or five year time period between in a season or two before getting into the second game, especially given the things that happened in the second game. I'm um, cu- I am curious about that. Like that's, you know, this makes sense for one season for the first game. Yeah. The second season I have to think would be at least two seasons. Like I've heard. Do, yeah, yeah. I've heard them say it's going to be two. Like it seems even somewhat obvious where the breaking points of these seasons could be. So it's like, I guess we'll, I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious. I'm curious. Some, but eh, it's hard to talk about, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but, um, but I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Like as far as, yeah, there is stuff you could be doing to kind of inform. So I'm wondering if we have, I don't know if there'd be flashback episodes or if it just does actually, like I, I hear what you're saying. Like they tend to, they plan well, to start like with two, but they said they were going beyond season two, which I don't know what that means. Cause I don't None know. of us do. Cause there's no, there's no last of us three. So right. <laughs> like, whatever yeah. they plan to do, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I wonder if they're planning on a release of a third game by the we, time we season would, two ends. Oh we, no. We there's would no know way. about it by now for one. Yeah, yeah, these <laughs> games take like almost a decade to, yeah. to make. So, um, yeah, there's no way if they were making a third game. That'd be a hell of a surprise announcement. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Behind the scenes, we'd work it on the third game. Here it is. It would yeah. sell a ton, even more than it's already Because it took them, I mean, the whole life cycle of the PlayStation 2, or the PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4. Last of Us 2 came out, what, end of, it, it was out before, was that a PS5? Came, it was a PS4 game, It came, but it came out at the end of PS4. Right, the very end, right? Yeah, because they they quickly came out with The Last of Us Two that was for the PS Five. Right, right. So it basically in in The Last of Us One was a solid PS Three game, like middle yeah. mid gen PS Three game. Yeah. So and the PS Four was what twenty thirteen through twenty nineteen earlier. So six, yeah. So you're talking there was like almost a ten year gap between the first two. Yeah, the games, yes. The first two games. So even if they announced it, like, oh, we've been working on it for two years, it would still be at least three or four years away from being done. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, I imagine the life cycle on these things has probably gone longer you know, with the new gen because just because they've – the second game is very long. Like, it's it's got to be what, Aaron, twice as long as the first game? Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for what it seems like, I mean, it's as much as a good producer that Neil Druckmann is in the world of gaming, it seems like he's pretty interested in doing more stuff beyond the realm of games at this point. So, yeah, like, I, I just yeah. I don't think he's too too concerned with me. That's why there's no more Uncharted games coming. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, he feels like he's firmly like, I want to make movies and stuff like that. I, I would if they announce like he's directing a movie, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Like, yeah, I mean, he, like he's because he directed one of the episodes. Of he this directed one. What, yeah. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. I've I've heard they're moving on to other IP that they're done with Uncharted. They're done with Last. Yeah, they're Last gonna make a a really gritty uh, Crash Bandicoot reboot um, <laughs> for Naughty Crash Dog. Plank or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Jack and Jack, Jack and Dax. Jack and Dax is not. Yeah, Zombie Act is Yeah, there you go. And that Michael Mann actually is a really a big Ratchet and Clank fan, so he's he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's balancing that off his Walking Dead schedule. There you go. But yeah, I, I again, I think it was an amazing achievement. I think it's, you know, people have said it's kind of broke the video game curse, you know, where they finally did an adaptation that was, um, you know, that was 
extremely successful and very well liked and well regarded. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's like the second they announced Last of Us HBO TV series, and then later on add Craig Mazin from Chernobyl, and of course screenwriter of Hangover Two and Three. Um, I was like, yeah, why would that not work? Like that was not, I, I wasn't concerned of like I hope it, I hope it does well compared to other video games. Like it's HBO, yeah. like they'll know, and it's a series which makes all like, why are we trying to make a Bioshock movie? No, that's not going to be good. Like that's <laughs> like you, I, I, I could go into an office and tell you that and save you a lot of money right now for a lot of these games. Anyone could do that. And be like, that's not going to no, just stop. Like that's not going to be a thing that works. Tell me HBO adapting last of us yeah the best tv network is going to use all their bajillion dollars to make a great faithful game adaptation of course that's going to be good like so i'm like it's nice to be relieved that it came true but i'm also not you know surprised <laughs> last of us turned out to be this this solid yeah yep yep and the cool thing was i you know they could do so much with flashbacks in it you know oh, yeah. it's conceivable we could see anator's character come back we could see you know, Nick Offerman, his character come back. We could, you know, we could see, you know, things, things happen. Um, I wonder what that, I wonder if that's partly what they meant by going beyond the game for the second season, meaning that they can uh, expand on stuff that wasn't in it. That's not in the game. Yeah. I mean, even the second game has flashbacks in it. So, um, which some of that's a little easier to do because you could digitally age up and age down characters pretty, oh, yeah. pretty easily. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm just, again, like I said, that the second game is so much larger and so much more story and more encompassing than the first one by miles. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Cool. Well, we've done it. We did. We talked it, about an entirely yeah. different show. Yes. <laughs> we should do this more often. Just like stop our walking dead talk and be like, so what's going on with um, Grace and Frankie lately? I don't know. Let's, let's get into that. Pass. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, this was I could do it. I could do that podcast. I know. All right. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, real quick, uh, Aaron, where can find folks? Where can the fine folks find you on the internet? Uh, I write for We Live Entertainment. All my movie reviews can be found there. Uh, we will see if I cover any of the Walking Dead spinoffs coming up, but I'd like to do at least one write-up of some of the things that are happening. Um, I also write for Wives of Blue for Blu-ray and Criterion reviews. I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4, and I host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe with my friend Abe. We talk about weekly movie releases, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Cool. Daryl? Uh, you can find me with, with Russ on Gotham by Geeks. We've got a new episode out. Uh, recently, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. And you can also uh, hear me on DC All Stars, Culture Trapping, and uh, No Apologies, all available on all the stuff that you can get your podcast from. Rich, you can find me on the Walking Dead TV podcast, and I've heard that, it. and uh, <laughs> right now that's all I've got going on. So. Um, that and uh, the socials at ChubTub01. Cool. And Russ? Likewise, just stay tuned here. Um, and like Daryl said, Gotham by Geeks, um, we're kind of back full swing on that. It's been fun to, to be back on that. It'll be fun to get back on this. Um, 
we got two months almost before the before fear comes back. I guess if if there's some major news, if we get some trailers or something significant, sure. we'll yeah. um we'll pop back on. If anybody's got any suggestions about something they want to hear us talk about, you know, we're not averse to just jumping on and um you know like we did tonight talk about Last of Us or Rabbit Hole or, or whatever. Magnum PI, Magnum PI, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever suits your fancy. Yeah. You know what, Daryl? We should go back and start at season one and do an episode by episode podcast. Oof, that's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. That's, that's, that's plenty. It's work. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Um, hopefully, we'll have uh, we'll have more um, to talk about. So, until there's no more room in hell in the dead walk the earth, don't step on the mushrooms. <laughs>